The Soda Pod is proudly presented by 7th Avenue Pizza. 7th Ave Pizza produces the highest quality, best tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Try the meat sauce pizza today because it wails, folks. Follow them at 7th Avenue Pizza to stay current on where you can grab yours today. Get you some 7th Avenue Pizza today. Now let's get right to the show. From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. All right, folks, we are here to answer one of our many big questions of what's to come in the offseason here. Hoppy, take it away. Where are we starting? Yeah, we laid out five of them uh, last week. And the one we're going to jump into first, who's in net for the season opener? And this has gotten... It was complicated when we kind of touched on it last week. It's gotten further complicated. Oh, yeah. Um, Man, there's a lot of ways to go on this. Let's start with the elephant in the room being Cam Talbot, where he's playing nice. Bill Guerin's playing nice. They say things are good. Do we believe them? Um, I think that overall things are good. And I know you have to... You can't say otherwise. You can't say that things are bad. I mean, some some. I mean, people like Brian Burke, for example, they don't they don't hold back. But let's be honest: in today's day and age, you you like to keep that stuff under wraps. But I think usually what's an indicator for things not being good is just no comment or limited comments at all. Whereas this was, it almost felt like Billy Garen was going out of his way, and not to say that going out of his way to cover anything up, like being just truly genuine. Um, about the relationship that Cam Talbot has with the the organization, so um, I don't think that there's anything wrong right now with the relationship. Do I think Cam Talbot's going to come back? I'm still not convinced, and I don't think it's just because the relationship soured. I just I I think that there's a whole other reason, but I'll get into that when we wrap up the goal tending talk here at in, in conclusion. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you think math's stagnant. <laughs> uh, not necessarily either. Oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, I think this is Billy Garen hedging his bets and Cam Talbot playing nice because he's got zero fucking control. Um, knows that what Kelly came out and said probably got fans riled up. And while he probably thinks similarly, not what he wants out in the public eye. Um, I think Billy's pretty much in a spot where if he can get Flurry to sign for a year or two, he's probably going to find a trade for Cam but he wants to make sure that he's got the security blanket of Cam Talbot, who he's got full control over keeping, doesn't yeah. want to rock the boat in case Flurry goes off somewhere else. Or fuck, Flurry might even retire. Who knows? So I I think it's kind of a, a fake gesture from both, just trying to leave the possibility for Cam playing in Minnesota. But I think that purely hinges on the next goalie being Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, man. So obviously it's a projection and a projection is what it is. Right. But uh, on the free market, they project that he could get two years, 4.7 per like that's obviously not happening here. If it does, I will lose a little bit of faith in Bill Guerin. Uh, And that says a lot, (laughs) but I don't know. 
realistically, like one, do you want flurry here? And two, if you do, what are you willing to give him? Um, one, no. And okay, B, then you're like, giving him nothing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nothing. Um, yeah, I, I think that flurry is, is no longer a part of this team at all. They're just, it's not going to happen. Um, I think cam plays out his contract and then it's over. And I think the wild realistically, not that they quote unquote, don't care about goaltending, but I don't think they're really going to put a lot of effort into that. Given their cap situation right now, I think they're going to focus, you know, in front of the goaltending, either reshaping their defense, given what happens with Dumba or, if he stays or if he goes, then they obviously have to still address the center position. And depending on what happens with Fiala, they might have to find some more scoring as well. So I don't think they're going to let goaltending really bother them at all because let's be honest, they're not going to be as competitive down the stretch this this next few years as they were this season. Could they plateau and be as competitive? Maybe, but maybe they're not going to take steps forward yet just because of the way that the roster is. Despite, I mean, maybe the young players, you know, Blow our expectations out of the water. That that's one thing, but I'll say just just for the sake of this argument that you know they're going to take a proper development. So I think that they wait out a couple of years for Jesper Wallstadt. In the meantime, just kind of have filler goaltenders, you know, veterans on the free market who are cheap to fill in some time. Uh, maybe give Wallstadt if he comes to North America a look or two. You know, if he's playing in the AHL, and then really just focus on okay, let's get out. All, let's plug these holes and these issues we have, you know, outside of goaltending. And then, you know, we'll, we'll just make sure that it's okay until this young goaltender comes up and we can really de- develop him. And, you know, maybe, shoot, maybe they find in a free agent someone who was just kind of average and plays a little bit better than they expected for, for one of these seasons during, you know, the projected kind of not dark days, but, you know, harder days ahead with this cap constraint. So I'm going off the board here, and I don't think that Cam or Mark andre Fleury is really in their future, whether Cam's traded next year or he just, you know, finishes his contract. Sure, whatever. Mark Andre Fleury is not even part of the equation. Well, and what a transition by Isha there, because the next one on the list here, we do have Jesper Wallstadt on a pro deal. Is it possible that he is the opening starter? No, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe he gets uh, the opening game in Iowa, and I um, still think unless every goalie gets COVID, he's not playing. There, he should no. not be with the Wild to start. I, the I don't even think. I don't even think he gets a look this season. To be perfectly honest, I think he'll get his first look next season. You know, you don't. You don't owe I your. Hope. You don't owe your top. You know, your top goalie prospect a look in the NHL right away. You do not. I'm sorry, you don't. So let's see what he has in the HL. If he earns a look, absolutely. Goaltending though, you gotta fucking earn it, man. Like. <laughs> Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game day parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, I mean, I it's not even a matter of earning it for me. It's that earn it or not, I don't want to wreck this goalie. No, no, but yeah, that, I'm, just, I'm just operating the development curve. I'm operating that that's just kind of like common knowledge, but yeah. It, I don't think it is though, man. There, oh, no, but you I, see so many people that comment because you see all the positive things people say about like, this could be the goalie of the future and stuff. And with skaters, right? Like it's not outrageous to think that you're going to just plop them in the lineup and be good to go. You've seen it so many times with top tier talent and really good blue chip draft pieces I don't know that it's common knowledge. I think anyone that's like really into hockey and follows it really closely, I think they know that there's a a, a bit of a curve, right, when it comes to goalies. Yeah. But I don't think the general public is aware. Like for anyone that's not aware, it is really tough to adjust from playing over in Sweden to then playing in the AHL, getting your chops there, then coming up to the NHL. Like it is shots a very faster, slow yeah. progression. It's a different style of game. Shots are different. Shots are faster. It, it being such a young player, like most goalies, like Matt Murray is like a total anomaly with how quick he came in and dominated and won back-to-back cups. Like well, I mean, Cam though. Ward too. Do Cam Ward right, too. Right. Yeah. There's but, so many examples of that. Yeah. But most goalies you see, they pop up when they're Flurry. like 26 <laughs> and Flurry was an early one too, for yeah. sure. But you see guys pop up when they're 26 and everyone's like, oh, like this is a rookie goalie. He must be like 20, 21. No, he's 26 years old. And that's because that's how long it takes for a goalie to progress sometimes. Look at Demko. Look at, look, I mean, (laughs) Demko's more because he played college. Well, uh, most good goalie prospects are coming from college these days anyways. Let's be perfectly honest. I I know it's different. This guy's a European. We're talking about you all step. I mean, look at Jake Ottinger too. Like he's not 26, but he's a little bit older. Like he's not... He's not 19. He's not 20. <coughs> now, Played a few years. Here's here's my uh, counter on what you said, though, with just having zero room for Flurry coming back. We already saw the kind of, like, you know, under-the-table kind of deal with Golgoski, right? Pay him five mil for one year and then have that agreement that you're going to pay him on the cheap later, which I still don't hate, by the way. People are pretty pissed no, about it. I'm okay he, with that deal. He played fine. He played fine, yeah. So what if Billy Guerin has this conversation with Marc-Andre Fleury. He says, hey, we got to figure out shit. We got to fill out our roster. We got to figure out where Kevin's going. We got to figure out where Matt Dumba may or may not be going. Like, there's things that we need to determine before we know what money we have. And then basically, <clears throat> we want you here. Whatever money I have left, while still having some cushion to make other moves later, like, you know, basically a couple mil just so that you can make roster moves. I'll give you whatever that is for you to play one year here under the understanding that I want to bring you back front office, not necessarily front office. That's the wrong way to put it, but have him be a goalie coach, have him be a mentor mm-hmm. for Jesper Wallstead. because well, don't get me wrong. Marc-Andre Fleury, he is very unique, right? He is everything that Jesper Wallstead is not. He is the acrobatic dynamic goalie who is going to make the save that no one else yeah. is. Jesper Wallstead is 1 million percent positioning. He is going to be crisp, clean in how he tracks the puck, how he moves with the puck. If you have to make that acrobatic save, he's probably not the guy to make it. 
but he's going to save everything else. And it's probably going to be something safer long-term where like, <gasps> again, defense knows how to play in front of him. But Devin, that doesn't the mean next that Devin Dubnik folks. <laughs> that doesn't mean that he is not in a position though. Marc-Andre Fleury of great wealth of experience. He's played with some of the best players against some of the best players. He's played yeah. with good goaltenders. He's, he's learned a lot. There's a lot that he can pass on to this player and almost give him a different element of his game if he can teach any of that that he did, right? So I, I think that it could be really interesting if Bill Guerin thinks like, hey, we treat this guy good for one year. If we've got the money, right? Like if we're not signing anyone, if there's nothing for us to do, fuck it. Give him that money as a token to get him in here, be part of the organization beyond his playing career which would be huge. I mean, you already look at some of the people there. Bill Guerin, obviously, polarizing figure. They've got Madonna as yeah. part of the front office. Having a Mark andre Fleury be a goaltending mentor. I mean, fuck, dude, look down in Florida. They have, like, a goaltending alliance of, like, <laughs> 20 guys who are there to groom Spencer Knight, right? Yeah, and Luongo. It's four, like, but whatever. <laughs> Roberto is there to man the, the charge. It's unbelievable. Right. So, like, there could be an element of that. And if that's the long-term play, I don't hate it, right? I do think Marc-Andre Fleury wants to win a cup. And I do think Marc-Andre Fleury probably wants to make money at the same time. But he wants one of the two, Too right? greedy. Too and greedy. I don't think the Wild are a place that he can do either, which makes it tough. So if there's that long-term vision of him being part of the organization beyond playing, that's the only way that I see him staying. Otherwise, he's going to go somewhere else to either chase a cup or chase some money. Or just be butt buddies with Crosby, but I really hope that's not the case. All right. All right. Good points there. Good points. Um, unless Sidney Crosby Crosby's. says that's what he wants. And if so, then we fucking give it to him. Otherwise, I don't want it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, um, but and I mean, um, look, if he comes back cheap, it is what it is, because then he just falls into like bringing a cheap goalie off the free agency market, which right, other than cheap, one other than one, there's a lot of cheap goalies out there. Uh, yeah, well, let's let's cover the UFA guys, and it's funny because most of these have ties back to Minnesota. I know, which is weird. kind of intentional, but also like kind of just telling of the ties to Minnesota. Um, I got five players here that will be UFA and just want to talk through the possibility of exploring them, whether it's being a starter or a backup. If we land one of the guys that we've already got, right. If we keep one of them, first one, Colorado avalanche, Darcy Kemper. Now, these projections, again, will all come from uh, the good people at Evolving Hockey. The best of the best. His projection is six years, 6.3 mil, and he's 32 years old. It's the Markstrom deal, pretty much. <laughs> yep. I mean, what do you think of that, Isha? I, I think he's worth it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think with the, everything that the Wild have going on right now, especially if oh. it goes against my complete argument that they should go cheap on goaltending. Um, I joked about it on one of the last episodes last week saying you asked, you're like, who, who's it going to be? Uh, Flurry or um, or Talbot starting opening night? And I said, huh, Kemper. Um, tongue in cheek, but I really don't think that that's the plan. There's two goalies that you can't give term to. And Darcy Kemper's one of them. Yeah. And Antti Rantz is the other. Yep. Funny Nailed enough, it. they both played together in one of the best goalie tandems ever for the Arizona Coyotes Seriously? while they were both that, injured. What a fucking joke that was. How crazy um, was that? But but for real, like, if you could promise health, he's every bit worth that money, but he's not guaranteed health. And obviously, like you said, we're not in a position to pay, so no. 
I just had to throw that one in there because I thought it would stir some people up. Yeah. Um, the rest are very cost effective. And again, this is purely based on the projections from evolving hockey. Like some of these players could get way more. Some might not have any options. But first one for me is the only one that doesn't have a Minnesota tie. Kevin Lankinen of the Chicago Blackhawks. This is a guy that really has, there's been ups and downs. Yeah. But perfect oh, yeah. example where late bloomer at goalie, he's 27 now and he's only got a couple years really of NHL experience. He's a guy that has looked really good at times though. He's a guy that back, let's go to the, the COVID bubble, right? And then having only interdivisional play, they were in the toughest division, barely missed the playoffs. And he was a fucking stud along yep. the way. There's a lot of talent there. And again, I don't know that you want him coming in as your starter, but if you either have flurry or Talbot as the starter, this is a guy that I'm willing to bring in on a one or two year deal as the backup to see what happens there. See what clicks. Because again, that was with a Chicago Blackhawks team that has zero semblance of defense. We've said Cam Talbot, right? The right team, the Minnesota wild for him to play behind. Could we be that for Kevin Lankinen? I'd be willing to roll the dice. How about you? Dude, me too. I'm always willing to roll the dice on Finnish goaltenders, by the way, because they're just, they're usually, they got a good track record in the National Hockey sure. League. And this guy, you said it, long development, and you'd still label him as a young goaltender at 27 years old. Yep. Played a ton of his career in the second division of Liga uh, in Finland and in Liga. Came over to North America, played in the ECHL, worked his way up to the AHL, then played a, pretty much a full AHL season. Uh, with Rockford, and then again, 2020, 2021, Chicago broke in 37 games, 32 this last year. I'd be this is exactly the type of goaltender that you bring in during this cap phase, right? Even if it's just a one or two year deal, and then you on to the next one on year three of you know the the, the buyout uh, constraints. But this is the type of goalie that you roll the dice on because at worst, okay, they're meh, they're as good as your backup or uh you know, um, a Cam Talbot, you know, slump this season. At best, hey, you got a diamond in the rough and it's cheap. Yeah, fair enough. Next three, I kind of want to throw in one bucket and see yeah. which one interests you the most. S two of them are more similar, I guess, than the other, but they're all kind of in the dice roll category. So we have Alex Stalock, our Lord and Savior. Love him. Charlie Lindgren who is a Minnesota boy, has never played for the Wild, but actually born and raised Minnesota player, as well as Alex Lyon, all of which probably going to be in the ballpark of a million dollars to sign for a one-year deal. A little less, to be honest, like somewhere in the 750 to 900 range. Yeah. Um, but we got Alex Stalock, who obviously has the underlying health conditions, 34 years old too. We have Charlie Lindgren, who's 28 years old, and Alex Lyon, who's 29 years old. Both have obviously had their ups and downs and shown flashes, and that's why they're not established today. But both are players that I'd be interested in taking a dice roll on, especially for a one-year deal as a backup, right? See what they can do. Um, and actually, Isha, Joe played against Alex Lyon in high school. Kid was a freak in high school. He okay. played for a god-awful team, Lake of the Woods, and was like the best goalie in the state, period. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Out of those three, and I don't know how familiar. Yale. Holy shit. I'm looking at his Yale stats. He absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> cleaned up. That's insane. So, I don't know if you have much familiar familiarity with 
Lion or Lindgren, but like out of those three, like do any interest you? And if so, which one the most? Uh, a little bit with Lindgren just because yeah. he played for Montreal. Um, So just, yeah, I've heard about him a little bit. They, it's funny. Just, I have them both in hockey DB here and it's like they're, they're NHL slash AHL careers, not similar with the same teams, but very similar as far as like jumping up and down as, you know, that third stringer, right. On, on a team's roster. I'd be fine with either of these guys. They're pretty much, again, style, all that shit aside, as far as like the value that you're bringing in and the expectation, you're pretty much getting the same thing with with either of these Minnesota boys. It just depends on how well they'd fit the system if they're going to play multiple games as the backup. If if you've got it up right now, how many games did Lindgren play with the Blues this year? Uh, He played, oh, this year, five. Only five. Okay, I thought it was more like eight, but... He's a guy that, like, again, St. Louis Blues, two good goalies. It's not at all a slight that you are the third goalie on that group. And I've seen really good games from him, both with the Blues this year. I thought that he was pretty good in all of those games. But then even going back to the Canadians, like, when he got his spot starts, he looked great. Does that mean that he can do it over the course of a season? No. Is that what the Wild are looking for him to do? Also no. So I really like the idea of bringing in a Charlie Lindgren to be the backup. Yeah. Um, 29 but... NHL games. And it's funny because Lion has 24. So again, like they're pretty yeah. much the same. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It It's a totally different story if we don't have either goalie, Flurry exactly, and yeah. Talbot. But I think if you get one of them, like those are the types of guys that you can get for cheap that I think are acceptable that you can kind of go back and forth with like we saw this year, but maybe not make it a true 50-50. Make it more like a a 60-40 or a 55-45 kind of thing and just see what happens. Well, and we're also, I mean, once the world championship's done, there's going to be some extra names added to every position as far as free agents too because everyone takes a chance on, oh, there's that one Euro player that, oh, look, they actually are point per game in their respective league and they dominated, you know, say a Canada or U.S., or one of the big dogs yep. on the respective teams. I know the Vancouver Canucks are very notorious for taking chances on guys like that. And some of them work out even just in the AHL, right? They'll come over and just like, okay, it didn't work in the NHL, but you helped your AHL team go on a championship run. I've seen that before. So we might see a crop of goaltenders, defensemen, or forwards, you know, in the, in the coming weeks also after the world championships are, are complete as well. Yeah, for sure. Anyone that I didn't list, though, that you think is of interest? Honestly, no. It's not a it's not a deep pool this year. Let's just say that. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Like you know, fast forward to next year. I'm excited to see what the crop looks like. Because again, I'm gonna pretty much give the same argument, barring you know, a Lindgren doesn't uh, just pop off and become the Wild's new starter this year. <laughs> this sure. next oh, year, fair enough. All right. All right, well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Future episodes, you know, for uh, the biggest questions for next seasons for the Wild. Uh, Kevin Fiala, you know, we, I mean, psh, until until he's... I don't moved, think we need to give any context to that. No, yeah. <laughs> until he's moved to resign, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, we have center depth, of course. Don't really need an introduction for that either. And wow. uh, real, real versus regression career years across the board. So there you go. Yep, and then the last one, of course, just analyzing the blue line, which uh, oh man, that's gonna be a fucking that might even be a two pata. Yeah, as uh, as uh, that was Ari would say. No, that was gross. I'm out. As Z would say. Signing off. I'm Isha Dromi, alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man. We good.
Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.